October 15, 2021. So watch for Pedro's show.
From Pedro Show, Happy Friday. Started off with the night in Tunisia. This is John Coltrane when he's 26 years old with Dizzy Gillespie, 1951. But you can hear a little Dexter Gordon there, right? An influenced young man out of the Navy in the Dizzy Gillespie's band. Then we had Deridorian, or Deridorian, We Jam. And speaking of Deridorian, through the magic of those. Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I have Angel Deridorian. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Angel. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. we got to give right away big credit to Brother Bill Nace for making the connect. Thanks, Bill. Love you. Way into your uh, music journey, but I want to learn about what I've heard now. So please bring the earliest memory you got regarding music in your life, Angel. Hmm, good question. Earliest musical memory. It's a Watch for Pedro show, so there's no hard questions, there's no wrong answers. (laughs) Um, Man, I've been, um, I've been, my family, my dad's a musician, so I've been like listening and playing music my entire life. So, with that said, I've I've been, man, that's really hard to say. I, I guess maybe when I was in preschool, we would do circle time and sing songs together, and that's. When I first uh, started singing all the time, every day at, in preschool. So your first instrument, and like the main one, is your voice. Yeah, Can I, I guess ask so. You, what kind of musician was your pop? What did, did he do voice or did he do instruments or what? My dad is a saxophonist. Ah. He does mostly R&B and blues. Yeah, he grew up um, in Providence, Rhode Island, and he played... Some of his first musical experiences were playing in R&B bands, and he played with Jeffrey Osborne, if you know who yeah, that is. Sure. And then he kind of moved into more experimental saxophone stuff in the late 60s in San Francisco and for a hot second played in this band called The Tubes. Oh, so, yeah. My bondage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Can I ask uh, you... Uh... Yeah. In the pad you grew up, was there some saxophones? Did you ever jump on one? 
Uh, my sister did. I've never been good with reeded instruments. So my sister and dad played sax. Uh, we grew up listening to a lot of John Coltrane, like yeah. you were just talking about. Um, you just had a record come out, right? The guy played flute on uh, Ohm, taped one of the uh, live during the live at Seattle thing. He played that piece twice as long as the original, and it just is coming out. Can I ask oh. you uh, the first record you bought with your own money, please, Angel? Yeah, I think it, uh, it's probably Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. 1995. Okay. CD. Yeah, I didn't mean about the medium, you know, some kind of music. Because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm curious, what would you spend your first money? And what about the first gig you saw? Oh, man, it's got to be my dad's, for sure. Just Ah, growing up, seeing him gig all the time. And then my brother would play in hardcore bands. And like, I grew up in Sacramento, so there's like a hardcore scene. Yeah. Yeah, I like playing there all the time. Brian McKenna's done my gigs for 30 years. Cattle Club was... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you remember that. Bojangles, right? The older yep. gay gentleman. I, don't, I think I never ended up going there, but my brother would play there sometimes. It was near the school, uh, the university. Yeah, by Sac State. Right, right. Yeah. Kind I think of, I was too young to go Kind of wilderness the part of the town. Kind of, a <laughs> There's bit, a lot of bit, wilderness parts yeah. of the town. <laughs> I know. Trippy town. But it's the capital, and, and there's a lot of good people. And a lot of good. I think the fucking uh, Deftones are from there. They are. Yeah. They certainly so, are. So let me ask you, in school, were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? Um, I only went to high school for two years, and I was No, in... I mean before grade school and that kind of thing. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, kind of. All the music programs are failing at that point. But I did play flute in, like, the band for probably a week or something. Everything just <laughs> fell apart. That's okay. I have no memory. But well, yeah. what about the I, thing after school, not graduate, but in the afternoon, the garage band, basement band, bedroom uh, <laughs> band? Did you do anything like that? I didn't start playing in bands till I was 15 or 16. Okay, so that's I, all right. That's like junior high, right? Yeah. I started, um, I, I practiced classical piano for seven years, so I would rehearse oh, wow. like, every day after school. How was that experience? It was uh, it was all right. I mean, like it, it was cool for a bit, and then I got really burned on classical because it's so but you it know was, you're just learning. It was cool to learn technique and how to like really rehearse, but I wanted to start studying jazz and when I was a teenager, but I just didn't couldn't get be that good. I didn't have that kind of like virtuosic uh, intent or something. So, can I ask you if you like the teacher? The teacher, my teacher was all right. Okay. Yeah, she, because I heard I, that's I, that from the guests I've had my, on my show. Like some have almost been turned off to music because such a bad experience. It's usually based on the teacher. Yeah, for sure. I had a really inspiring grade school teacher. She was just my regular teacher. So she really pushed me to be creative. And in that way, you know, I had a really good measure for who was passionate about teaching me. And so I kind of was able to navigate some things by myself in that regard. So I just did what I did on piano. And then I I just took music into my own hands at a very young age where I decided I wanted to be in bands and tour. And so I started touring when I was 16, really. Yeah. Just, well, what about on this... Uh tip that you're telling me about the creative thing did you start writing songs right away pretty young yeah, yeah i would say teen, like really in teen years too yeah. so and what'd yeah. you do did you keep a little book of words or did you write at the moment hey i need a song i'm gonna 
come up with? <laughs> I, I just started picking up all the instruments in the house and probably kind of writing the musical parts first. Yeah. And then I did a lot of stream of consciousness lyric writing, which I kind of still do. It's not my favorite part. But yeah, I have like type. I had a typewriter. I'd love typing things out. It felt really good yeah. to do it that way. And everything was like extremely sullen, sad teenager <laughs> stuff, not knowing who I did you am have a, or why I'm sad. <laughs> did you have people who inspired you at the time? Yeah, I really liked um, Elliot Smith. Oh, yeah. I really liked. Yeah, kind of sad, kind of sad. <laughs> Just a touch sad. Just a little bit sad. <laughs> um, I love Radiohead at the time. Um, and I really got into Can and Krautrock when I was about 18. Wow. So how did, how did that, you find out? I'm curious. How did you find out? Because those cats I, are from the late 60s and early 70s. I, my friend Alex just in one day, my friend Alex showed me yes and can. And I was like, I think this has changed my life. It was kind of a I mean, I remember the day. And so I just started searching the Internet for can uh, songs and stuff. And it just kind of evolved from there. But if it wasn't for him i have i don't know when i would have encountered this band so it was very very young yeah great band i really love the drummer jackie he was incredible yeah but amazing. all of them malcolm damo and you know. damo yeah. tours without a band he just comes in town and, and starts the yeah. jams off with singing and yeah it's just beautiful yeah i got invited to one of those but the show got canceled and i was like no oh, <laughs> It would have been amazing if it happened. I'm right, sure. right. You gave me this music here, something called Mountainside. Another yes. Darren Dorian song. Oh. 
If naught abounds but dirt, critters, wind in the trees, without distractions from electricity, how instead might a people thrive, lacking navel's gaze, responsibilities deprived. Hungers and thirsts need sates and slakes. Noshes get gathered, buckets brigaded from lakes. Thus resolved and stiffened and steeled our men, growing families from furrows, farm life's a win. Verging on forests, rushing upon horizons, canopies breathe into our lives, suns ever rising, whose rhythms give in to sync with that pulse. Soothes after them toils, daily paid are the costs, perhaps to contemplate the living wholeness. When fishing with friends to feed us is bonus, and understand to bring home the infinite edges, waft scented breezes till sun gone it begs us. So listen may we amid this deafening din, a plethora of gifted manna rains down on the wind. Tasteful intuition, touting common sense from bare dust, knowing wetted seeds sprout, in God we do trust. Wisdom lights embers of insight ever on end, waiting for one's turn, give it up for a friend. A flowering wonder blooms into wandering minds, knowing loose dirt holds water, fresh chance it finds. As leaves unfurl from their eternal folding, perhaps as hypnotized sheep are at once emboldened to ignore their brands and break trance from the sky, and finally wonder at what's, where's, who's, when's, and why's. From thence history can be ignored from whence until now. Bold instance shall befall us to be solved somehow. Anywhere, anytime, in any way, but never back then, until ever the others are nothing but friends. As leaf waters breathe every chance again and sink, so come on, you dawdlers, take that meaningful drink.
My favorite policeman is always on the move Lost in a sea of madness coming through the show My favorite grocer knows the pride of cantaloupe The fight of heaven in his optimistic ties Beneath the white umbrella He hears an angel It whispers you're on the wrong Side of the sky Repeat yourself to no avail
for Pedro Show, that chunk of music star out Dare Dorian. I, I, I got some insights and some heritage off air people. <laughs> uh, Mountainside and Chris Groger after that uh, out of Austin. Well, no, Belton. He moved from Austin, Belton, Texas. And this is a poem of his, The Munificent Muds. He, beautiful man. He's also a bass uh, worker. Victoria Shin, uh, Kolaka Turnip. Turn about two excerpt, a very small excerpt. Gabby went off her new album. Uh, yeah, these titles. Enjoyment and untroubled ease. Sorry, Don Ni Kavatuan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what titles are for, people. <laughs> now featuring Robin Sukadia. This is uh, Slip Ties. Only now is a proj. And uh, it's a collabs with different things. Just brand new come out. Neil Turpin, great drummer man out of Leeds. Uh, Bilge Pump is his band, but this is his solo trip where he plays everything. Drummers are fucking intense people, people. Uh, at the Table, Deer Hoof, brand new album, Plant Thief, SWLCC Watt. This is my collab with uh, Sam Lockward out of Iowa City, Hopes Dashed. This is the tune from our debut thing. Northern Jaw with Golden Harvest, Michael with his little soul. Uh, what do you call it? COVID 19 music is a lifeline project. Guided by voices, Bob Pollard with another buttload of tunes. Must be the every other month, right? Flying without a license. And finally, Flying Lotus. This cat is talented, man. <laughs> I got to know about this, how you got to collab with him. And Angel Deridorian with Siren Song. This cat, he's incredible. How'd this happen? Um, I think just kind of through, I think my friend Nikki... Well, yeah, it was through my friend Nikki. She liked my music, and she knows Stephen Flying Lotus. Yeah. And when I moved to L.A., she introduced us, and she's she's on that record, all over this record, too. Um, but we just went to the studio, his home studio, and just messed around and made this track. And, I've yeah, I've been friends with Steve for many years now, and we have, like, a, you know, connection through his family history i mean alice coltrane's like my hero and yeah, he's related right. to her so yeah. um he and i have a lot of musical likes and interests and it, it's been cool to to know him and, and it was really great to be able to make some music with him i was reading this interview with uh, actually hearing in kpfk a recording of her saying she couldn't believe john coltrane asked her to be in the band alice said that <laughs> yeah Oh, wow. That was a trip. Wild. Was, she also said something, <laughs> another thing trippy, that he never scissored anybody. They always left when they thought, kind man. So hmm. let's back up in your in your journey. Okay, so high school's over. But you say you start touring. and say, You leave school to tour, right? Yeah, I graduated early, and I just went to college. And then I started doing, like, West Coast runs and... And then U.S. tours. You're talking about uh, a high-five tour, right? <laughs> big time. <laughs> I know it too well. <laughs> okay. And, and now, now, was this helping other people? Was this your own band, Angel? I was um, playing in a band that sounded a little too much like Bright Eyes at the time. Um, and I played flute and accordion and guitar in that band. And then keyboards eventually. But yeah, so I was for for a very long time. I was like the multi instrumentalist in bands. I was going to say like the utility, like Latin guys in baseball, right? The utility cats. 
<laughs> I was a utility cat. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You look good making them look good. That's kind of politics of bass, too, believe me. Oh, I've, I've played bass for a very long time. I play really? bass now all the time. Tell me, I'm, yeah. I'm a little prejudiced about this instrument. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> um, when I joined Dirty Projectors in 2006, they ne needed a bass player. I'd never played bass before. Uh, I played guitar, though, and they needed a vocalist slash bass player. So I just started learning all the songs, which are these really complex songs. It's actually the this record called Rise Above, which is... Uh, all uh, all cover versions of Damaged by Black Flag. I was going to say, it's also the name of a Black Flag song. <laughs> yeah, so we did all of Damaged, except like TV Party or something, but like in a very different, <laughs> in a very different way. But the music's really technical, and I'm not on that album, I just toured it live. And so it's like really technical bass playing, a lot of like um syncopated bass lines like working against vocal parts so i had to practice a lot on the bass and i i got like a hoffner mccartney bass sure and sure played played that for years i got one um, of them. so that was weigh, they intro. weigh like three pounds right <laughs> i know it's easy to travel with and they got but, their um, own sound their own thing i always keep in uh, mind where i comp because i can compose on it it's yeah, yeah. You, little flat wilds. Can I ask yeah. you about your experience with bass? When you were got through that, did you get this understanding? Hey, this ain't a four string mm, guitar. Yeah. This is a four string drum set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. I I was kind of like embarrassed a little to be the girl bass player in a band in the beginning. Like I, it didn't feel like I was showcasing my abilities, but I got really attached to that instrument for that reason, it being melodic and rhythmic, it being, you know, able to support and to lead. It's a very d dynamic instrument that really, really, I think, totally colors music. Um, and I love it. And I love playing it. And I love how it feels. It's very, like, earthen and and heavy for to me. So it's... I, I've been going on a journey with that instrument ever since, and it's really it's really up there. I like playing analog synthesizers and bass and flute. Those are my favorite things to play. But you so. can play almost per Can you do drums? I have played drums on a tour, yeah. Jeez, Just so very you, simple. You've done everything on a stage, Pertnier, right? I have done everything. <laughs> yeah, I have. And why? I, because... I wouldn't say I'm a good drummer. but No, but would like the situation called for it, so you stepped up. Yeah, totally. Okay. I, have, I have no instrument fear. <laughs> yeah, but that's, man, I hope that's contagious and you can spread that to other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. Me too. I, I think I just was like, a, you know, bored in Sacramento and I grew up around instruments. My brother's right, a drummer. Right, And your pop. We had piano. We had all the instruments in the house. And I was like, all right, well, I live in like a wacky suburb that, there's not much to do. I'm just going to make music. So it sounds like you're, you're helping a lot of cats realize their musical visions. What about you? Did you get, ever get a four track and do sound on sound with just you? On oh you? yeah. Okay. I actually just bought another one. They're incredibly hard to find. I had to buy a task cam at an auction. It was like 150 bucks. Damn. It's they're so hard to find now, but yeah, I started with, uh, Garage band and like a Tascam four track when I was probably eighteen. That's when I started recording. 
Um, and I loved it. I'd be like, I'm going to go do vocals in the shower. Because, <laughs> like, I heard that sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the idea was learning by doing. Absolutely. Oh, com- completely. And I love engineering. I love, I loved all the trial and error shit. I had a lot of patience and curiosity. I'm a very curious person, so I like to teach myself and keep learning. You know, I think this is a good development. You know, in the old days, there was a huge development, uh, not development, division between people making the sounds and the people capturing the sounds. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. because of the way technology got more econo, maybe more simple, you got the people making the sounds actually capturing their own sounds. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think this it, is a good thing. I don't think it's a, a lame <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, self-sufficient kind of totally i didn't have have any money you know i i I was inherited that four track probably and i was so broke so broke i lived in i lived in a laundry room like i (laughs) i had to do what i had to do but i was like music is the thing i know and it's something that i i i like doing and i think i can do something with this and it allowed me to travel and meet people and eventually move to New York City, so. New York City, yeah. was a, it was a sea change in your music life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 I moved there with the intention to join bands and tour the world. I had nothing really beyond that planned. And within a couple months of living there, I met uh, Dirty Projectors people, and I joined that band and was in it for about five years, and we did all the things I wanted to do. So... I achieved the goal very young and very quickly. Um, and yeah, New York changed my life. It was just amazing. I love that city. But it sounds finite. Like it was just a period and then you had to leave it? Yeah, definitely. It, I didn't want to... I that, that band was set up where the main guy writes the music. And I knew that I wasn't going to be in that band forever. But uh, I... I had to leave before they started a new cycle. Otherwise, I would have been in the band for a couple more years. And I wanted to do my own music. I wanted to explore that. And it was a really intense uh, transition out of being in a very successful touring band to being like broke and cleaning houses again and living in Baltimore with my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> so it was really... Baltimore. But Baltimore, pretty uh, intense experimental music scene, right? Very much. It's very, it reminds me a lot of Sacramento, actually, which I really liked about living there. But they're, yeah, I think a lot of the kids that went to MICA, the art school there, they translated a lot of their art experience into music. So it's a very kind of very uh, vibrant music community there. Yeah, I've had some cats on the show, like a, a Door, he's got the network glass incredibly uh creative cat a uh, mold omen they, they've been doing stuff for like 10 mm. years yeah there's a lot of i remember minutemen our first Baltimore gig it was 82 83 marble bar but kind of rough wow yeah kind of <laughs> rough no shit uh, fell's point was a little rougher in those days. Those still days, a little days, rough still a little rough okay look we're at the end of the first hour october 15 2021 dish wap pedro show special guest angel dare dorian hold tight for our two October 15, 2021, second hour, watch for Pedro's show.
hundreds of them all heading in the same direction. I haven't seen anything like it in my life. Just if they had been really small, they would have been like ships in a grey sea passing across in front of you, all heading in the same way. And uh, no explanation as to how or why they knew which way to go, just all of them in the same direction at the same time.
Well, from Bedro Show, we start off the second hour with Peyote Rain from Derek Dorian. Then Ben Salter out of Tasmania with Erosion. Sam Locke Ward, oh, my uh, Iowa City friend, featuring Ben Gailey with Passed Over Again. Organs, this is out of Ireland. They had me play bass on this. The Sea with No Color. Of course, they got you in the spelling of color. That's okay. Just as long as we're understood, right? And then Hail Satan soundtrack. Yeah, I'm going to have a cat. I think it's the man that you did this with. He, uh, All the music he just sent me, he's later in the month. But they're all soundtrack stuff. And this is Ave Santanas. Like Ave Maria. <laughs> like yeah. <Ave> Maria. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, so soundtrack work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Th- th- that's not Torrent. Nope. But it's still Aiden in a bed. And how'd that happen? This is, I actually do a lot of soundtrack work with my ex-bandmate from Dirty Projectors, Brian McComber. So That's the cat. He, That's the guy who's yeah. going to be on the show in like three weeks. Oh, okay. Weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian and I. Um, oh, I get it. Projectors, soundtracks. Yeah, okay. I see the connect. Uh, <laughs> he, he left Dirty Projectors not too long after I did, and then he got into soundtrack work, and... This is the film that we've done the most collaborative writing on, and I wrote Ave Satanas. I forgot about it, <laughs> but we uh, we went to some house in upstate New York and busted out a bunch of music, and I wrote this vocal piece and just was writing in like Latin translations of like Hail Satan and <laughs> Hail the Devil and all this stuff, just because. I've always liked stuff like that anyway. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun little, it was a fun little thing to do. And I was like, oh, this sounds, this sounds good. Like I just listened to it again, and I was like, man, I'm kind of proud of myself on this soundtrack. There's a lot of, lot of stuff I contributed to. And what about that I, kind of work, though? How does it work? A Minuteman one time got asked to make a soundtrack for a student film, some cat at USC, and he uh, just played it on the. We were practicing at the Sacrin. Uh, trust bracket. It was a garage, right? So he just shows on a little eight millimeter film on this bulkhead, and we just played to it. That's awesome. Well, how, That's really cool. how, what's your technique? Do you you watch the thing and you, and you try to come up with music to fit the scenes? Um, I think there's like some. It's really dependent on the on the film. When Brian is the music director, or like the main guy in charge for that, so he would just ask me, "What do, what do I already have? What can like fit?" into some of these scenes and then if there wasn't something we'd create it but uh you know the director wants certain things so then you're trying to meet their vision uh so it's really it really changes all the time and that's we just we can write a lot of stuff with midi starting with midi because then you can edit it really easily when you get notes back and that so you just keep having to refine i wish it was as easy as like you know, Just we're going to make the music the to the picture. <laughs> but now people are like, no, no, it's not exactly, you know, it's always, there's so much back and forth that you have to be ready to know how to change everything super fast and do all these edits and amendments to music. So it sounds like um, a massive yeah. Uh, collab. Yeah, this one was a, one of the bigger ones. We've worked on some other movies. We did uh, a, I did a little drone contribution to an, it comes at night, this A24 production. Um, it's like a horror, weird alt horror film. And then uh, oh, we've, we've worked on some documentaries. the alternative to horror? Happiness? <laughs> 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 Remember when, 
remember when that, I they call like, music like, alternative? They say, oh, this is alternative. I'm thinking, what's the alternative? <laughs> no sound? Yeah, Silence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, actually. Yeah, that's why I thought it was kind of jive. And now we got this bullshit alt-right thing. Uh, oh, look, God. You know, you I got know. this, uh, you gave me this music peyote rain. And you call it Deridor. What makes something De Deridorian? I think it's whatever I want, honestly. I'm I'm not into for myself I'm not into branding I like making a lot of different music and I just I don't want to make aliases I'm too lazy yeah. I just make music all the time and I and I can release it whenever I want pretty much so I just uh yeah I mean I just want to play around with stuff and that the little album that peyote rain is on I made it for a specific performance at the getty that was all about um the cosmos so i made all the music to sound kind of like cosmic space techno house music and i i'm an astrologer so i read all of the transits of the day over <laughs> the music when i did it live yeah you're talking but, about the yeah. sepulveda pass the get the getty center okay yeah yeah my, a buddy of mine, tram. <laughs> a, a Pedro buddy of mine, put in all the. He's a plumber. He put in all the toilets when they were building that thing. Now, wow. now here's another. <laughs> just Great to toilets there. I got. <laughs> I got to tell you. Well, Pedro. <laughs> I <laughs> used them. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's another Daridorian. Grow. Guide me. Walk on my side. Show the secrets of
two.
Show that chunk of music started with Dare Darian with Grow and then Love Bounded by Water with Prologue. Stoke Carter Project with Intermezzo. My Daddy Ate My Eyes with E is for Echo. And then finally, Abby Tara's Slasher Flicks. Catchy was contagious. So <laughs> when you say you can put out anything, am I wrong to, to assume? Yeah, assume that's a danger word, but you don't like <laughs> you don't like the idea of genre. I mean, I like so many genres. I grew up with. No, so I'm many with options. you. I hate fucking idea of genre. I think it's a fucking gulag. <laughs> um, music is music, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I I just like to explore. I mean, I don't. It's the cool thing about doing solo music is that you can kind of do whatever you want whenever you want, play around. I also love being in bands. I love being in rock bands. I love doing all that kind of you stuff. You like taking too. turns. I, I, th- yeah, I like to. I, I like think to, that's what life's about is taking turns. If you're stuck in one role, you, you're missing out on learning a lot of shit, I think. Right. And like the, the immersive experience of being in that music and what it makes you feel. Because it's all such different uh, like emotive responses that you get from doing something like totally electronic or like I'm in the Black Sabbath cover band, which is really fun. (laughs) Now at the end of the show, Um, we got a piece of music. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like AV Terror that he's, he's part of animal collective. That's his music um, that we had a band for. And is that one of those bands where they play uh, laptop crap top with the push space bar? Sit at a desk. No. Animal Collective? Is that no, it? No. Somebody was telling me, four guys behind a desk and they're pushing space, uh, space bars. 
But maybe that's not a fast. Maybe that's fifteen twenty. Yeah. Well, I heard it's called called Ralph work. Ralph work now, right? Because everybody's out of the band. They're the guys that look like him. (laughs) Um, No, no, they're all. They all do. They do like maybe some modular, some analog synths, guitars, live drums. Oh, okay. And programming. They well, don't do computer stuff. Well, when no. you said uh, branding, that's why I was thinking of genre. It's like some shortcut attempt at marketing or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's like all music is in this country to it me. Don't have to be. It, don't have to be. Not with the two believers. <laughs> I'm going to change that that's right, single-handedly. Yeah, no. right, <laughs> A woman with a mission. I'm into it. I'm way into it. Because I think things only change if people stand up against it. And if they say, you know, uh, like you were saying, um, mixing up things. Absolutely. I mean, like, I can't not do it. That's just, it's, I kind of have to be true to what I feel. And, and that, that's what it is for me. I, I don't, you know, knock on anyone else's process or people like to be in kind of doing one thing with their art. But for me, I'm like a, I'm a scattered kind of person i feel like i have a lot of things i want to experience and maybe that kind of weakens me in one section of music or something like i can never be good at one thing but um i that's not how i experience life it's not how i want to experience life i think everything is just like you got to go with the flow you got to accept what's happening you got to work with what's around you and you have to find the deepest version of that inside yourself to to make it meaningful, whatever your experience is, uh, make it meaningful creatively for you. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's aiming high. I love it. Oh yeah. Aiming high Thank for you sure. So. <laughs> high. I love it. We're at the end of the second hour, October 15, 2021. Just what Peter was your special guest, Angel there, Dorian, hold time. Hour three. October 15, 2021. Third hour. What for Pedro show.
Los Angeles and all of its subsequent cultural resources had little impact on this tiny drug-addled community. Last stop before reaching the gates of the U.S. government's Desert Warfare Training Center, sprawling unseen beyond the sunblasted crags of the basin. Consuming a filtered, strangulated version of the burgeoning 80s alternative music movement through the imperfect receptacles of MTV and FM radio, the band reacted out of inspired boredom, fashioning a sonic clubhouse, life raft, what have you, to otherwise shelter and or transport themselves out of the stifling conservatism, drugged-out degeneracy, and economic stagnation of their home for the blissful duration of a rehearsal or gig. Boredom breeds community, and the band rapidly cultivated a local fan base of equally disaffected teen desert dwellers, playing a host of well-attended outdoor shows over the years, some so remote and moonless, the entire proceedings were lit by overheating bicks and small trash fires. George, Larry, and Stephanie, and the power of three. The group was a trio and never added another player, never muddied the mix. Learning as they went, nurturing the group's more visceral inclinations, nipping the uncoolness in the bud, refining their monster for maximum joy and reality-bending transcendence. As the 80s transitioned noisily into the 90s, the, groups, the group recorded what was their most complex, emotive, and precision-executed work to date. Upon completion of initial tracking and having heard only a rudimentary mix down, the band departed the studio, never realizing that they would not hear their record again for another 27 years. George, Larry, and Stephanie and the power of three. The group was a trio and never added another player, never letting the mix. Learning as they went, nurturing the group's more visceral inclinations, nipping the uncoolness in the bud.
Show. Start off the third hour. Dare Dorian doing Saturnine Night. Larry Bose with Story of Hearsay. Ration. You rebuilding Rome there? What's up? <laughs> A lot of noise. Ration. Oh, sorry. I hope you'll pick me up planning for burial out of Pennsylvania. And then, what's this? Co LA? Suspicious. Cola. Cola. Is it one word or two words? It's two. Okay, cola, yeah. suspicious, Sandman fix. Explain, or not explain, enlighten me, please. This is uh, my, one of my friends from Baltimore. His name's Matt Papage, and this is actually a psychic TV cover. So it's 
me singing Genesis lyrics and Matt does all these like crazy. He's, he's I don't know how to explain his music very well. It's very, uh, it's awesome. I love it. So yeah, this is a, just a track. I sang on a bunch of this record. So this is just one of the songs from it. You said his record. Yeah. So, I do a lot of vocal stuff for other people. So I added some of that into the, to the uh, mix today. And, and then, then uh, the tune we started off with, this, this is your, your baby, right? Saturday night. Yes, that's mine. That's for my, the most recent record I released. So, um, that came out during the pandemic. <laughs> Were you talking to me from now? What's that? Were you talking to me from now? Oh, my house. Yeah. <laughs> like what part of uh, the world? <laughs> uh, oh, Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, um, is that, do you have a little studio there? I just, yeah, I just moved actually my studio into a rehearsal space downtown. Finally, I, it was in my house for a long time and I yeah. just couldn't really deal with it because there's people around and yeah. it's too awkward. So okay. finally got a space. It was really hard during the pandemic. Everyone was in sure, sure. the rehearsal but, zones. But this is where you made these uh, this stuff on your own, in your own pad, right? Um, I actually made this, I wrote all this music in New York cause I just moved back to LA a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. Um, so I wrote all this in 2019, 18 and recorded it in Stinson beach, California. Um, and then mixed and mastered everything in the fall and winter of 2019 and released it in 2020. Okay. So a lot, a lot I, happened. But right yeah. now are you working on stuff? Um, I'm just, I'm actually playing concerts right now. So I've, I have a show tonight in LA actually. Um, so I'm just focusing on live stuff at the moment. Yeah. Not really writing yet, but I will soon. Okay. Now, but I was telling the listeners, there was going to be some Black Sabbath, right? Covered by, well, you, you mentioned that. And so this is something, <laughs> uh, a project called BSCBR. Yep, Black Sabbath cover band rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's no vowels, so it had to be an acronym. Let's yeah, listen. yeah. <laughs> there was a Chuck Norris movie called Invasion USA, right? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone?
thought all these words would seem so out of date, like they were carved off some tabletop with wobbly legs. But I've heard them talking on me every day. Since you put your eyes on this heart and you read to me, Berlin, your leafless trees let life so clear. My heart flutters through you too, and I send you sunlight from right here. First time I met you felt so wrong, so right, and the cobblestones were filling in for all my friends that night. I can't count the steps it took from there to you, 'cause I'm a levitating ice skater and I'm slipping on my dancing shoes. Berlin, I can hear you hollering. Find you on the dance floor. Will you dance with me? Never been as lonely or felt so free as when. Statue from the balcony with its porcelain neck and those look-away eyes, releasing freezing rain and then release me from the sunless sky. Berlin, I can feel you hovering behind this car. I'll find you on the
Watch for Pedro's show. Last music for this edition. Chunk start off BSCBR doing sweetly. <laughs> when we were boys, we were convinced Ozzy started that. Uh, no, that was Iron Man, right? We thought he was singing through a fan. Iron Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, totally. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking wrong record. Well, Master Reality, Sweet Leaf. That, that's a good record, too. It, it recorded kind of small, mm. but some great tunes on that. that. The last tune is called Into the Void, and it's such a great tune. Yeah, you that's know? like my least favorite one to do. To do. Is but it? I think it's because it's so slow. The drums like, are so crazy. Up. You're right. You are. You're right. It is very slow. But yeah. The drums are really fucking slamming. Uh, there's a lot of uh, children of the grave and. Um, the best one. Yeah, it sounds like some guy's <laughs> running next to a picket fence with a stick, right? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And then we had Andre Vita out of Berlin with the tune Berlin, but ain't Lou Reed's Berlin. And finally, Dare Dorian with Crystal Ricky. Now, this is oh, a jam. Yeah. How'd this have? These are, this, this is like uh, from, I would just like do really long form at home jams. And this is one of those that I did in uh, when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, just like playing around and I, I record pretty much all of my sessions when I'm jamming. So this is the, uh, this is the result of one of them. <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of like 25 minutes on. And, so. and when you're, uh, is there something that you regularly start on when you jam? Like what instrument is usually the first? Yeah, I do a lot of drone on analog sense with hold you know the hold function so uh -huh. i can get at least the the beat like a texture layer and then i do melodic synthesizers over that and flutes and looping and singing and just a lot of like tweaking of synthesizers so that's uh, usually the basis of it yeah do you still bring in the bass hell yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I gotta say that synth bass can be pretty bitching too. Really fat, right? Oh yeah, I I have a Moog MG1. It was like this weird little um, collab with Moog and Radio Shack. I don't know if you remember this little synthesizer. No, I don't. But, um, I remember Radio but it's like Shack. the it's like the Moog Rogue without the mod and pitch wheels, and it it has it sounds awesome. Great. I remember stuff like Funky Worm and uh, Rufus. You know, tell me something. And there's something about the funk bass can be really happening on a synth, man. Because it, it's so legato totally. and fat and thick. Yeah, it's just... yeah, that's what I did in Slasher Flicks, Avatar Slasher Flicks. I played a Moog Voyager to get all the bass stuff. Whoa. So I played bass and keyboards in that band and sang in that band. <laughs> oh, it was a band. I thought it was you guys were just supplying uh, movies with sound. You guys actually did gigs and stuff? This is a this is a different project. Oh, okay. So this is the project with one of the members from Animal Collective. Uh the cat that's on catchy. The right. stuff with Brian is uh yeah, different. Yeah. Okay. And and, and do, do you still do the Black Sabbath cover band rehearsal? Yes, I do. We just played in New York a few nights ago and that it's kind of a funny super group of musicians like Nick Zinner from Yeah Yeah Yeah's is in it. Brad Truax from Interpol um greg fox he's a metal drummer from new york he was in a band called liturgy guardian alien and then mick barr who was in who has the project kralis and bands like ocrelin total metal shredder dude um is also in the band so it's a pretty funny crew of people <laughs> and the gigs are all black sound songs 
Yes, only one, only albums one through five. Oh, those are the only <laughs> ones I like. Yeah. What, is that too. fifth one, uh, uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw, well, I saw them a couple times before, but that came out with the California Jam. And uh, it was, you know what was trippy about them? Ozzy never stood in the middle. It was the guitar guy in the middle. Oh, Ozzy was such a cheerleader. He'd be clapping for the uh, uh, guitar solos and shit. Be on the side. Uh, it was, a t and I found out later he didn't even write the words. The bass man Geezer wrote the words. Yeah, he wrote them. He yeah. at least for all the Master of Reality, he did. Yeah, and, and uh, paranoid and stuff like that. I, I heard, and uh, sometimes Ozzy would get a phrase in there or something. But Geezer, uh, which you know, again, the bass. I'm kind of yeah, I got this weird thing about that. Uh, but I, I learned a lot from that bass man, Geezer Butler. Um, oh, he's awesome. So, so whose him. idea was that band? It was my idea. Your idea? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Why? Uh, um, we, well, I actually had one Sabbath cover band that we did one show. And we did all of Master of Reality. And that was with my brother and my friend Ben Greenberg and my friend Edon Portnoy. And it was really fun. And then it dissolved. And I went to a music residency in Berlin and Greg and Nick were there and the idea was for bands to just kind of randomly collaborate and we all felt kind of lonery at first we didn't really know who to talk to but we all knew each other to a degree and I was like well if we can't figure out collaborating like new ideas with any other musician here let's just start a Black Sabbath cover band and so we started the first version of it there and played to all like it's a huge residency there's like 150 musicians all staying at a hotel Jesus. so so we would just play at the hotel and like people lost their lives so what it was <laughs> was like black sabbath was the common ground that y'all shared yeah i think people just were like all, all the music's really like a lot of the music that was happening is really beautiful orchestral like experimental and then we were just like this hard rock <laughs> thing in the middle and people were like oh, yeah they were just <laughs> Like everyone needed some some straight rock and roll in their in their veins, and and we were happy to deliver that. We ended up playing like three times. But especially and, some of that stuff, it's so it's cinematic. I mean, Hand of Doom, you got soft part, oh, yeah. loud part, you got jazzy hi hat, jazzy hi hat, oh. and War Pigs. I love Luke's Wall. <laughs> oh man, it's been such an honor to have you on the show, really, Angel. Thank you so much for. Well, coming. I'm honored, and I thank you for having me. And when you get done with gigs, and you're going to get more records recorded, will you come back on the show and play them and talk about it? Would love to. Thank you, Angel. Would love to. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. You too, people. It's been <laughs> October 15, 2021, edition. What Peter? So keep your powder dry.